Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Today's topic centers on the implementation and management of a 21st Century Community Learning Center after school program on a high school campus. According to the American Institute for Research, which is a nonpartisan, non-for-profit organization that conducts behavioral and social science research regarding the most urgent challenges in the U.S., 21st Century Community Learning Center programs, better known as 21st Century programs, have been in existence for approximately 20 years. This program was originally authorized under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act and reauthorized under the No Child Left Behind Act of 2001, followed by the Every Student Succeed Act of 2015. This program supports the creation of community learning centers that provide academic enrichment opportunities during non-school hours for children, particularly students who attend high poverty and low performing schools. Additionally, the program offers literacy and other educational services to the families of participating students. In Texas, there's close to 1,000 21st century programs that serve approximately 130,000 students statewide. To discuss this experience with implementing a 21st century high school program is my guest, Melvin Mead, who is a regional program coordinator for Case for Kids site at Sanchez High School in Houston, Texas. Good day, Melvin. Thanks for being our guest on the Making After School Cool podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and thank you very much for inviting me here. Share with us a little bit about your background and what created your interest with working with kids. Well, I am an industrial technology major uh, with uh, Southern University, and I've worked with kids for over 32 years. I'm from a family of educators, and so working with kids was something that was just simple within me. It was already inside of me to do, uh, regardless of what I went into school to major in. And so I've been working with kids with um, Swickley Community Center, uh, St. James Episcopal School, the Imani School, the Lone Star College, uh, Boy Scouts of America, and now with Case for Kids. Now you just finished your first semester of leading your after school program, which had never had this type of program before. So what were some of your difficulties as well as successes? Well, some of the difficulties that we had were uh, managing the process. And what, what that means is that working with time management, relationship building, and understanding the culture of the community that we were planted in. And so uh, that you had to you had to walk through that and look at it and say, how do you process this with a, with a, a site that didn't have 21st century or have an established after school program? And then once those things were developed, then the successes were, all right, building that relationship with those kids and understanding what they would like to have for their after school program. COVID shut down everything, bringing back the students into a, into a community. That's what one of the things that the kids really wanted to have, so that relationship building and understanding the culture was the success of it. And so moving into this next semester, uh, we see greater things happening. Now, getting high school students to stay after school at times can be difficult. What were some strategies you used to get students to buy into your program? Well, one of the, the strategies that I used was just being with them, uh, under having an understanding of what their desires were being a high school student. Uh, you have 
seniors who are about to, to leave and go into the world. Then you have those ninth graders that are just trying to figure themselves out within the community. And so just having an understanding of what would you like to have? Uh, a senior, I would like to work on volunteer. Can you help me with my volunteer hours? Because I'm required to do that. Is something within the after school program that I can do. Uh, ninth graders who are just coming out of middle school, uh, I would like to work on anime. Can you, uh, I love anime, so can you share an anime opportunity with me until we found a teacher? You know, and then with COVID, a lot of sports at that campus stopped. And so one of the things we talked about, I want to play soccer. And so you have now we have a community of, of individuals that that meet in the afternoon to just enjoy the sport of soccer before would be next year that they will have an actual soccer team. Yeah, I guess it's important to uh, get the students input because you know, older students are a lot different than, than the younger ones. So sounds like you did a great job of, uh, like you said, establishing those relationships as well as hearing from the kids what exactly is it that they would like to do. Now, the after-school industry has grown during the last two decades. However, for school-based programs, there has always been a balance between developing a positive relationship with school staff and making the program attractive to students. How are you handling working with school staff and creating a welcome environment in the after-school program? Working with the school staff is just communicating with them what our desires are with Kids for Kids. I'm having them understand what Kids for Kids is, and then the importance of having an extension of their classroom in the afternoon. We're not focused on the academics as well, as much as they are, uh, but we are working with them so they can, so the kids can have a holistic environment within our program. And so the relationships with the, with the teachers is that, you know, I'm here to support you. Uh, so if you have said student who needs some academic assistance, well, well then let us provide that for that student, a space for them that they can work on their academics. And then when you're done, you can come into the fold with us in the after school program and work on uh, beautification or work on go to go and enjoy the space with soccer. And so the relationship was a, uh, it was a slow start because I'm new to the campus where I'm trying to understand each other. But now, you know, we had a whole semester to be with each other, understand their goals. And it's a whole nother situation that we have at that campus. You know, it's a, we're all in it together. As we begin the second semester of the program, what are some things you're looking forward to doing? Oh, the sec this second semester is amazing. Uh, we have vendors that are, that are about to come and start coming to the school. Uh, we had the Sisters Empowerment. They come and do mentorship with our girls on Fridays. And so that has given our girls space to share on things that they, they were holding back. And so I'm not allowed to be in the class. But <laughs> I, as I walk through the hallway, I hear the laughter. I hear the, the communication. And they come out smiling. They come out refreshed. So our vendors have, have come in and establish a, a whole new culture for us. So we do have some new vendors that are about to step on campus. Uh, just like we're talking on podcasts right now, 
I look forward to the podcast uh, portion of our activities that are going to happen because I do have some students that are like, I know I, I want to be on the mic. You know, I hear them tapping on the table and and having their own little podcast of their own. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, we we like I said the soccer program. We had the. I started it, then we had a vendor from After School to Achieve who came in and said, okay, I'll take that off your plate and we will work with the kids with their soccer program. So they're out there uh, just looking from afar. They're enjoying themselves, you know, and so this spring semester is going to be amazing, which will move into the summer and then what we established with the seeds that we planted in the in the fall, in the spring, in the summer. Next year is going to be just record-breaking based on our, our numbers of the kids that we have. Now, the after-school field is really growing, and we are, with Case for Kids, are trying to make sure that there's high-quality programs, high-quality staff, staff development, and so on. What advice would you give someone who's interested in working in the after-school field? The advice I would give someone that's interested in working in the after-school field would be to go for it. Research the the programs, become part of that environment that you're walking into and focus on the children. The after school time is very, very important. Uh, with all the schools that I have worked at and all the organizations, I always knew that the after school time was present. But when I started working for Case for Kids, I realized that how important the after school time is and it's going back and looking back at what I experienced as a, a youth and the activities that I was uh, exposed to in the after school and then now as an adult I was exposed to a lot in the after a lot of positive things in the after school that has shaped who I am as an individual and so the individual that goes into the after school program focus on your children be, be uh, open to new ideas. Uh, there's not a there's not a bad question. You know, focus, look for the answer and just jump into it. You never know what you may be exposed to. If you, if you if you hold it back, all ideas are welcome. So just be a person of uh, a positivity. Be a person that would like to create an environment that's safe and fun for their students. Well, Melvin, I, I personally can speak on, you know, being in the after school field for over 25 years and uh, actually working for Case for Kids the uh, last five years. Uh, we really appreciate you. I, I'm really excited about the enthusiasm and the, the gifts that you bring uh, to this arena. So I just wanted to share that real quickly. Uh, any final thoughts or comments you'd want to share? The after school program is is an amazing space that develops character. It develops the student uh, even more, just like I shared earlier, the holistic portion of, of a child. It gives us it gives them the space to be free. Uh, and so those who work in the after school program, those who are interested in providing donations to the after school program, uh, please do. Please do, please be part of our, our program and in the movement of, um, of helping students out. The after school program actually had some, like listening to some of the things of, uh, of the students, it's a safe place. They couldn't wait 
to get back to school because some of the spaces that the students go into outside of school, it's not a safe environment. And so the after school program gives them for three hours a safe place to be before they go to wherever they may have to go to. Well, Melvin, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the Making That School Cool podcast. And we will continue to follow up with you to see how your program uh, is developing throughout this year. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Making After School Cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today, where our topic focused on the implementation and management of the 21st Century Community Learning Center after school program on a high school campus. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.